Hello and welcome to the uh, second episode of Matchup Plus Plus, where Ooh. we talk about the, I guess, the basics, the rundown, the matchup uh, that you need to, the, the matchups that you need to know going into tournaments mm. uh, here in the UK. So I'm joined this week once again uh, by Mr. Tom Lohman. Hello. And joined this week by Ed. Uh, thank you for having me. It's great to be here. <laughs> Definitely not against his will. <laughs> um, right, yeah, so uh, this week we're going to be talking about um, Chaos Knights, Tau Empire, uh, and by popular request, Adeptus Custodes. Um, so, Ed, if you want to bring up the spreadsheet. Thank you kindly. Uh, so yeah, let's um, let's just get straight into it with Chaos Knights. So Ed, this is where we're going. This is what I brought you on for. This is where your uh, expertise comes into play. Mm. Um, so I'll just give us a quick rundown here on this page. So Chaos Knights, their best performing faction is in what they play into. The best uh, is Tau Empire, the 67% win rate. Grey Knights, the 62% win rate, and Tyranids with the 62% win rate as well. Uh, and then their worst performing armies are Chaos Space Marines, 43%, Leagues of Votan with 30%, uh, Necrons with 48%. And I have added Admech here with a little asterisk because they have a 17% win rate, but they've, I think they've got under 30 games, so it's a bit... Mm. But it's, that's a very extreme win rate. So I'll I be honest, like... I could believe that. I, I know an Admech player, he told me his list was designed to kill two big knights back when, um, you know... Imperial Knights were the, the thing at the time. I could fully believe that you have a 20% win rate against Admech. If, yeah. if they get to shoot you, by God, they shoot you. So our overall win rate is 53%, play rate is 5%, and our event wins are 2%. So uh, what do you guys think about the uh, the stats there? Is there anything there that like jumps out to you surprising, or is that all the, expected? The Tau one surprises I me. I disagree with the Tau one. Yeah. Uh, I, I think this is Tau players playing it incorrectly. Um, yeah. Because a Tau list, uh, having run the numbers and having played a little bit, well, a decent amount into Tau, um, Tau can kill four war dogs a turn. The general vibe for a war dogs list is if you're losing two war dogs a turn, you're golden. You're loving life, you're smiling, things are going great. As soon as you lose that third one, you're like, I'm starting to sweat. Tau can kill four, and they can kill four and then not lose much in the way back because uh, Chaos Knights are very close range. And you can't realistically hide all your models and also pressure the middle. So I, I'm not sold on that 67% win rate against uh, Tau Empire. I think that's Tau players playing it wrong, personally. <laughs> I can see why Grey Knights might be a pain just for not being able to get a consistent bead on them and then running away when you come and try and fight them. And all that well, that's, it's the other way around. So that's the mm. 62% win rate ah oh it's good into them no, yeah yeah sense. so so yeah. the reason for this one is gray knights love that sort of blink around and like pick at you play style you cannot do that against chaos knights none of yeah. their range damage is good and they have tricks to get into combat but the tricks to get into combat they're not that great they can't do them repeatedly if i'm running mm. 13 war dogs you need to do that repeatedly and guess what i'm oc8 so yeah. you can't just do some shenanigans get onto a point i've got massive bases i will be stopping you from scoring any primary all game i'm gonna have the entire board apart from maybe my own deployment zone you can have one objective mine and i will have everything else that yeah. is uh totally fine by me yeah i, yeah, I, I mean, understand those... 
Votan being good into them as well, just lots of plus one to hit and wound gets around the toughness issue, and, and Votan oh, yeah. have lots of good anti-vehicle. Um, I've, I've felt like if the Chaos Knights player plays a really standoffish game, it's actually mm. very close, but obviously if you're actually going to come and mix it, Votan will kill four knights in a turn, as Ed describes very happily. I've done it multiple times, so it's you have to play that matchup extremely carefully, and I, I think they can definitely spin out, depending on the terrain. Yeah, I mean, those three armies that... Um... That they perform well against. They're all notably, I mean, noticeably armies that have issues with anti-tank, mm. um, and that the their common list don't take a lot of it. Mm. Um, so that that makes sense to me um, from from that perspective. Um, I know I definitely know pre-dates they Chaos Knights were by far the worst matchup for Tau. Mm. I think post-dates late things have got a bit. So, so this, this is something that I've I've talked about quite a lot, not on stream, I don't think, but the main issue I feel like Tau Empire had before the changes is they had they were activation locked. Their their big killer units could definitely kill a war dog without breaking a sweat, but they could only kill like one or two because they only had one or two damage dealing units. Now Tau yeah. have lots of damage dealing units. They're no longer activation locked. Obviously, for the greater good means if they're shooting at anything other than the marked unit, they're really inefficient. Mm -hmm. So now that they can just have multiple units efficiently shooting against multiple war dogs, that really makes the matchup quite painful, I find. Yeah. yeah. I think you've got to play it. Um, I think if you play it once, you're going to get rocked probably as the Tau player because. Yes. Um, like if you will just have chaos knights run at you and that will be painful um yeah. and you probably won't know how to deal with it uh because you know chaos knights have their, their movement game is because is and uh you know obviously obviously combat is better than tau but um <laughs> even their shooting is is solid um so it's very easy to get run over and the battle shock thing really really hits tau hard mm. um i know like it like oh battle shock <laughs> you know but like, <laughs> it, it does affect how quite badly because they have very poor leadership and it does negate their um it's something the army rule it's mm. something as the chaos knights player you just don't think about at all because you can't yeah. rely on it but as the tau player it has the potential to ruin your yeah. plans it lives in your head rent free 100 yeah and the, uh, the drip, drip feed from the artillery will nibble away any smaller assets the tower have as well and those are often quite important screening and, and other little jobs on the board what I will say is, I think this matchup against two equally skilled players who know the matchup comes down to Chaos Knights will deploy on the line and will go first. And if they go first, they probably have a good chance of winning. If they go mm -hmm. second, they have a good chance of not having any units by turn three. Yeah. Um, I think it's, which is a very binary, boring matchup to play, but sometimes it do be like that too. But this is also one of those win rates. I think it's worth saying. I think you often get win rates like this, where it's like a nice 50s win rate for a faction that, that tends to attract a lot of people who run it however the hell they want. Our Chaos Knights are definitely one of those. People want to bring their two big stompy knights and smash around. And this is another one of those win rates, I think, that probably hides a build inside it that's that's better than that slightly, that slightly belies that. I think the, the mass war dogs with demon allies is, is, is a... A, a contending a contending build in the sort of upper reaches of the game it's not it's not one of the like overpowered ones it's not one of the overtuned ones but it presents a very real problem and challenge um and i th i think it might be a touch better than 53 personally but i guess we'll see what do you guys think about the uh necrons there because um there aren't many factions that uh chaos knights have a negative win rate against you i think there's only two more yeah. as opposed to there so it makes sense um, Necrons mm. really like it if you can't kill their bricks in one activation, and mm. you can't do that with Chaos Knights. Um, you've kind of, I think, 
if you try to hit the anvil of Necrons on the head with the hammer of Chaos Knights, you're going to have a bad time. If you mm. play it smart and you say, well, your bricks aren't doing anything because you don't deal damage to me. And also, haha, I have loads of OC. I'm just going to put three war dogs on a point, not only have OC 24, but stop you from standing on it. I think you win the game very easily that way. But it's a much more... Um, you've got to put a lot of thought into the matchup before you start doing that. You don't, yeah. you, you sit normally playing chaos Knights. You go, there's my opponent's models. I'm going to remove them from the game. Uh, they're a very go forwards sort of list. All right. Awesome. Uh, let's go to the, the next page. then, I guess. Welcome everybody in the chat, by the way. Hello, Chris Symbol and Sindri. Nice to have you here. Yeah. And yeah, little chaos Knights is the usual, isn't it? But we're allowed to do that. <laughs> Um, so normally I like to put three units into the um, most wanted section. Um, I haven't done this this time because there aren't three <laughs> units in Chaos Knights that no, are no, most wanted. Technically three. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to the third after we've done the t first two because I have feelings on the third one. All right, run us through uh, these, these ones then, Ed. Absolutely. So first of all, Brigands. They are fast. Um, if you've played any vehicle lists you know that having a 12-inch move is its just, it feels good. Anything slower than that, you sort of dirl, dirtle around terrain. 12-inch move on a shooting platform is fantastic. Really they are good. relatively tough. T10, a lot of weapons now struggle to wound them. There's a lot of wounding on fives for a mm. lot of the sort of like anti-tough infantry guns like multi-melters uh, yeah. that now really struggle to chip through them. 12 wounds, just a nice amount. If someone's running D6 damage weaponry, it's very unlikely that they kill you in two shots, unless you're playing against Eldar, but yeah, when you're <laughs> playing against Eldar, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> they've just got a little bit of everything. They've got great anti-tank. They've got very good anti-infantry. They get mm. additional AP if they're shooting the closest unit. Um, they've it's got AP5 online... melter, guys. AP5. Yeah, I mean, so I... <laughs> <laughs> and I don't, I don't say this in a negative way. It's normally when you've got a good rapport with an opponent. I often just say um, that's two saves at AP. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> you're not taking a save. Um, it's me, me with a railgun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, uh, what, what's their ballistic skill then? It's ballistic skill two. They just. It, I've, yeah. I've, I've said this before multiple times. Chaos Knights <laughs> don't really have an army rule. They have incredible data sheets, and yeah, these two yeah. data sheets are amazing. Um, the the stratagem support is a great point there that Jack's put on. Um, you know, dreadhounds for one CP, pick two or more war dogs. Suddenly you've got uh, sustained hits. Just sustained yeah. hits on a unit that puts out something like eighteen shots on average. That's very solid. Um, a great one to start with. Carnivore, faster, fourteen inch move. Yes, <laughs> you cannot hide from a carnivore. Knights of Shade will get to that in a second. Similarly, oh, tough. We will. A little less tough, um, I find, in practice, because they want to be in combat. You don't have an invun in combat, which is less of a problem in 10th edition with the lower AP, especially in melee. However, if you're playing against something like uh, CSM that do have that melee prowess, um, that's where you do see the win rate fall off because you can't bully the objectives quite as nicely. Uh, however, they are weapon skill too. They have six attacks on their good profile. They've got 12 attacks on their sweep. They still have a non-line of sight gun that you put on the top just to plink away some wounds. They are terrifying. Um, yeah. Knights of Shade, one CP right. strat. You can walk through walls with two war dogs. Uh, you can do that in the movement phase, and you can do that in the charge phase. I said walk through walls. It doesn't matter. You can walk through walls. You can walk through your infant, uh, your models. You can walk through enemy models. Yeah. As long as you don't end in an illegal place, beautiful. You just get 
that's 28 uh, 26 inches of movement theoretically that you can yeah. go for 2cp and you can just walk through any walls that you want it's very so hard you remember how good old fly was yeah it's like, <laughs> you, you get yeah. old fly on nights only nights do no yeah no the other shit but old fly for chaos nights specifically Remarkable. it's great they got hops, they got hops. Yeah. Yeah, they well, I just like to think of it as the the carnivores run through walls. <laughs> yeah. Cool, eh, man. Yes, there's a there is another stratagem that we will just very quickly touch on because it's um, one that people don't typically think of. It is rapid ingress. This is one of the best armies in the game to rapid ingress. I will put two carnivores in reserve every game. I will bring one in on your turn two. I will bring one in on your turn three. It will be where you don't want me to be. I am going to then charge you because I have to be nine inches away from you. Then I will move fourteen inches. You cannot run. You cannot hide. I am coming for you with my grabby hands. And this, this, this compounds, I think, the thing that Chaos Knights are so strong on, which is the primary, right? Because yes. they, from their own deployment zone, they have the ability to be completely hidden to you and deny you primary on any point in the midboard. Once you add in Rapid Ingress Carnivores, even your home objective is extremely peaky if you're not careful. Um, so it's an army that is quite hard to get at and can basically deny primary almost wherever it wants if it can mm. find the spaces. It's so good. Yeah, the last game I played, uh, my opponent got five points on primary in turn two. Then they didn't get any more primary until the last <laughs> turn of scoring. Because yeah, I was sounds like, about right. <laughs> I'm going to stand on your objective now, and also all of the other ones. Yeah, and then that opponent put Chaos Knights in his team. Boom! <laughs> <laughs> it was actually a different opponent. But oh, yeah, different we'll opponent. Be, oh, okay. <laughs> will we? Uh, will be uh, bringing some pain there. Don't worry about yeah. it. Uh, I'll just very quickly touch on the third unit that you'll see in a Chaos Knights list. It's the Stalker. I resent running a Stalker. The Stalker <laughs> is good for nothing. It has a rule on its data sheet that is terrible. Plus one to wound if you're attacking a unit that is more than six inches away from any allied units. This has never come up in my games. I have played upwards of 30 games of Chaos Knights in 10th edition. Probably upwards of 40. Uh, it just doesn't... It isn't a thing. Its weapon skill, its ballistic skill is three. That's bad compared to the Carnivore and the Brigands, but you <laughs> have really to take is. one because you can only have... That's the only war dog that can be a character and yeah. you need to take one for a legal list. Um, I did put uh, Chaos Knights Most Wanted um, on this slide, uh, so that is why I'm not... <laughs> that's, that's very fair. I mostly Stalkers, just by definition, never welcome. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so if we head to the next slide, we can take a look at the exa some example lists. Um, normally, what I would do in this situation um, is take a, someone's list from out there that's done well at a tournament, but unfortunately, all the lists are the bloody same, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, so in this case, so there's, there's like two archetypes that you're likely to see. Um, uh, Ed notwithstanding, obviously, uh, with his um, great and clean oh, one. the great and clean one, tap, yeah. Um, yeah. But as a general rule, I wanna, we want to try and gather as many sort of archetypes of this as possible here. Um, there's two kinds of CK lists that you commonly see. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Ed, but um, it's the You're right, yeah. six brigands, six carnivores, and a stalker, um, like all war dogs. Uh, and then we have one where you drop a carnivore, or sometimes two carnivores, and throw some demons in. So it might be two Nurglings and a Changeling for one... Um, sorry, I've got a bug in my room. Uh, <laughs> two, uh, two Nurglings and a Changeling for one Carnivore, which is the example I've provided here. Um, but, you know, some demons in for objective stuff instead of a Carnivore. The, so I'm playing the first list this weekend coming at our team's event only because we wanted demons to go with our CSM. The second list is objectively better. Mm -hmm. um, just having the, the demon allies will give you so much more flexibility, better scoring. Yeah. You can take one or two lone op 
characters, lone operative being um, you can't be targeted outside of 12 inches. You can take the changeling for that. You can take the blue scribes as well. Um, the nurglings are absolutely massive because yes. you can forward deploy and either do teleport homers, which is just fun, um you if you take demon allies you can take fixed secondaries with chaos knights which is not something you're doing every game but the potential is kind of terrifying because you bully the midboard so you keep the teleport yeah. safe um but most importantly it stops your opponent from trying to move block you in you yeah. can spend a cp to move two models over move blocking units however they can get cute with it they can go oh this is the furthest, furthest you can move and box you in that way um with their footprint but it's better to just not have to worry about that screen them out with a squad of nerglings go i've got a clear path to getting I, out I of my deployments that's exactly it right i think if with with the screening that demons offers you you can ensure that even if the opponent is dropping in they're not getting into the juicy stuff you're going to be able to avoid that nightmare situation we've talked about you're not going to lose multiple nights in a turn because you can control their points of entry probably prevent you know melee coming in at you via ingress or deep striking yeah. um and just absorb the enemy and just keep doing that kind of arm's length play that ck is so good at right now absolutely okay uh so i feel like chaos knights are one of those armies where if you're if you've not played into them before you don't know what you're coming up against it's really easy to get punched in the face really mm. hard by chaos knights so um if you're if you're playing against chaos knights um ed if, 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 if you're if you want to advise an opponent playing against chaos knights what's what's like the sort of top top advice you would give um, it's a lot. I think chaos, playing against Chaos Knights, uh, if you've got good fundamentals, that is a great way to beat them. They're not. They're a very fair 40k army. They play very fair. Um, yes, they can do non-line of sight, which is only really a thing if they, you're playing against like really low armor save, um, yeah. thinning out Eldar, for example. As soon as it's like one wound stuff, that's when it's a problem, right? Yeah, but if you're playing, say, Space Marines, they're just going to play very fair 40k against you. They're going to put high-value high OC, high output models in the middle of the board and say, can you deal with me? Um, you want to be trying to screen out their rapid ingress if you can. Uh, they can only come in against the board edges. So you, they, they really are telegraphed as to where they can come in. Remember, they can't come into your deployment on turn two, even if it's your turn two. Um, you want to be trying to screen them out, um, not necessarily by move blocking them, but putting more models on the edge of an objective so they can't stand their OC8 on there and just snag it away mm -hmm. from you without having to charge with like a brigand. Yeah. Um, just make sure you've covered all of the little things. Don't overextend yourself. Um, make sure that you're focusing fire into a target and then moving on to the next target. It's much easier mm -hmm. to do if you're a shooting list. Um, don't leave four war dogs on a single wound because they are <laughs> almost as effective as they were on full yeah. wounds. Um, so I think just playing like efficient, tight 40k against Chaos Knights is the best way to beat them because they, they punish anyone who plays sloppily. Yeah. Okay. They're another one of those armies too that kind of wants to do its couple of tricks every turn and not have to deal with a situation where they need to commit a bunch of assets if they can because they'll, they'll kind of quite happily control the primary, keep you down and then win at the end. So in order to engineer those situations where you're killing multiple knights, you kind of have to force them to be committing multiple knights as well. So I think missions actually, interestingly, missions where there are more objectives or missions where you're contesting the primary on multiple points at once uh, that does force them to come and play a little bit more and as ed's already kind of insinuated once the carnivores are gone obviously the carnivores are always the first thing to go out and die on the line once you've dealt with carnivores there's not really anything that in that list that's going to bully its way onto points on its own the stalkers and the brigands are fairly underwhelming in combat so you want to hit that point by the mid game where the carnivores are gone and as ed says guard your objectives and then make it so that they 
just relying on shooting you off it, but are struggling to actually out OC you at that point. Okay, and the last thing uh, I wanted to cover for the Chaos Knights is if you're playing Chaos Knights, Ed, as a Chaos Knight player, what is the sort of number one mistake that you think Chaos Knight players need to avoid? What's, what's going to screw them over more than anything else? I think um, the hardest matchup is the gunline matchups. So I think people... And I think against Tau, you kind of have to go forwards because they have so many tricks where they can shoot you and then not get shot back. But if you're playing into, say, Guard or, or a list that just runs lots of guns but, again, plays quite fair 40k, you don't have to commit early on. You can sort of threaten the mid-board, keep a couple of Carnivores in forward, like, in ruins so that you can walk through uh, Night to Shade through walls. Um, I think not committing too much is the, the mistake that I, I see people making. Sometimes you do have to just full yeet your entire army, but I quite like playing a more cagey style with them if I can, um, and using my resources more more sparingly and just burning out my opponent's primary. Right, awesome. Right, let's move on to the uh, the second faction we're talking about today, which is Tau Empire. Um, so <sighs> that's not fair. Come on, <laughs> everyone likes Tau. Yeah, uh, no, I, I, actually, I actually don't mind Tau at all. Uh, they're cruelly uh, persecuted. Um, so their <laughs> overall win rate is 55%, their play rate is 5%, and they have four event wins. Yeah. Uh, their best uh, best opponents for them are Necrons, a 61% win rate, Chaos Space Marines with a 64% win rate, and Custodes with a 79% win rate. Um, and then their worst performing factions is Chaos Knights, as we've already discussed, 33% win rate, uh, Eldari with a 46% win rate, and Ashramelatarum with a 44% win rate. There's a couple in there that are also quite low, but didn't quite have enough. Um, there wasn't enough data there for me to justify putting them on the list. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, so that's, that's the list there. What do you guys think of that one? It's a faction in, in rude health right now, isn't it? I think. Um, and I think probably... We might have solved the question of where custodians have gone. Um, that's, <laughs> uh, that's pretty shocking, but it doesn't surprise me at all. Obviously, custodians now being down to those kind of four very sort of mid-range infantry type assets, and Tower just go, oh, I've got five turns to so just dunk all of those, no problem at all. Jobs are good. Um, and I don't think even damage reduction saves a custodians brick from the volume that Tower can can put out now. No. Um, Played it yesterday, they, and it was. Yeah, <laughs> it, was ta- it was tabling turn two yeah, levels yeah. of. It's uh, pretty bad, right? Um, I, it's interesting that the Chaos Space Marines matchup is so good, given you know CSM have so many ways to fuck with the shooting phase and to control. I was things. thinking that with the market yeah. vehicle. Yeah, it does. That does surprise me, but evidently it is. It is the way it is, and obviously there's no denying that if Tau do actually get to shoot any Chaos Space Marine unit, they will kill it. Mm. So I guess I guess that's what's happening, and Tau can just can just out muscle them in the dance, as it were. I wonder if it's a little bit of people only sort of learned what a good Chaos Space Marine list is post-LGT, um, yes. outside of the echelons who were practicing against each other and all were running the same list. Yeah, uh, I'm possible. wondering if there was a lot of bad CSM lists, because I think CSM... Well, they're, they are. They're, they're another one of those factions, aren't they? Yeah. I think yeah. if you're running that, like, Abaddon and 10 Terminators list, that gets absolutely smoked by Tau, because Tau mm. can kill Terminators for days. Yeah. Um, so that would make a lot of sense to me. Um, stuff like uh, obliterators can get blunted quite heavily because um, the un- invul saves on a lot of the good Tau stuff. Sometimes you can just you can just block a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, it's, I feel um, like the the chosen rhino list that with the double forge fiend. That's much more difficult. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the list I think that gives Tower Run for its money. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Is it fair to say then, Jack? I and mean, you kind of alluded to already. Is it fair to say that at the moment Tau players are sort of doubling down on their ability to kill mid range infantry and perhaps accepting a tougher time into the very high toughness stuff that's out there? Yeah, um, I think we'll go into a little bit more when we talk about the lists, but um, mm. as a general rule, Tau lists to be really, really heavy on strength 8, yeah. um, and which is great for killing you know, Terminators and Space Marines and all that sort of stuff. It's really not good for killing vehicles. Um, yeah. So anything which is like a large number of vehicles, I think Tau will tend to... to to come unstuck against, as you can see yeah. with the Chaos Knights and Arsham Militarum here. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's mainly the, the anti-tank where where Tau's away, because it is, you're right, there is definitely a skew of mm. um, of, or, of over-indexing, I think, into like one yeah. damage yeah. profile. Yeah, so. for sure. Like there's, there's a combo that particularly is particularly potent. And that's the thing, it's not like the Tau Index is without anti-armor tools, it's yeah. whether those are reliably useful enough for you to make it worth taking and i i feel like tower kind of just accepted what their niche is and are really doubling down on bodying all of those a lot of lists have yeah i wonder if my my opinion on tower is skewed because i think tower a much harder matchup for chaos knights than they are here because Mm. you like running that little bit of like high value anti-tank yeah jack Jack takes a bit more mixed arms yeah so it might be but he's got a wider range of guns we we will cover this yeah we'll cover this in a moment um (laughs) but what i will say is that um the like the general towers are mostly strength eight stuff um like lots and lots of crisis suits um, mm. Because I, I obviously our our, our opinions are going to be a bit skewed because I'm I'm a weirdo who runs this stuff in town that most people don't ever run because I'm, yeah. well, I'm a special cause... snowflake, you know. You're like... very good. I don't <laughs> understand why people aren't. Well, I've yeah. got a negative tournament win rate, so well, know. I mean, I, and I'm don't gonna to I'm me. just gonna continue to to take the label of uh, the six plus plus villain. Um, back in January when I was playing Tau, back in ninth edition, I was of the opinion that Tau players as a whole are a very unskilled player base with a very high <laughs> skill top end um yeah and that's that's because you're playing you have to play on a knife edge to get the most out of it i think that's less of a thing in 10th edition than it was in ninth um mm. but i think there is a lot of sort of following the herd doing what two or three people are doing and taking and saying in their their coaching videos which is not to say that that's bad for their play style but i think it just means that there's not lots of experimentation going on with the index Whereas yeah, that is one thing I would say, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, having been on the receiving end, I think of the rail... hasn't seen that much as much creativity certainly as I hoped there would be. I, I don't. I also, I mean, to to, to add a, a more generous take into the mix, well, I actually certainly by the end of ninth, I was of the opinion that high level tower play is not easy. I don't think I don't think tower is an easy army to play to the very highest levels because, as you say, it's on a knife edge. You are you have one turn, well, one phase and movement to solve all your problems um yeah. and if you misuse that you don't have another way of getting out of it um and it is it's one of those armies where it can collapse in on itself when things start to spin out i 100 percent agree i played yeah. them for six months and i would say that i was a pretty solidly okay tower player um, <laughs> pretty solidly it, okay the six plus plus way that's what we like <laughs> yeah they they're a lot i, I specifically picked them up because i was getting lazy having played fucking tyranids for however long before that <laughs> i was like i should make myself play well instead of just playing. <laughs> um but yes uh, anything else on this one 
Um, yeah, I think the last thing to say is that Tau is um, it's one of those armies that they get their wins by you know you got to play your fundamentals right yeah. with movement and shooting. They don't they're not like Eldar or Tyranids or Necrons where they win their games with um, you know shenanigans like movement shenanigans, resurrection or you know weird stuff like that. It is it's a very simple game plan. Um, they yeah. come down, they shoot the absolute living bejesus out of you, and then hope you're dead. And that's basically the game plan. Um, um, biased Tau think... opinion there. Let's just do. Let's point out that Tau do have a firing phase, and it is the full movement of the unit before we uh, we get someone saying that in chat. Still worse than the Eldar one, but we'll move it's, on. Oh yeah, it, it costs <laughs> two CP. Yeah, it costs but, uh, two CP, but it's yeah, it's still still. An they also have to shoot cool. to use it, which you don't have to do for the Eldar one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They can just fade. They don't actually have to fire. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's. We can go to the next next page there. I think. Um, right, so Tower Most Wanted. Um, obviously, we've mentioned it several times. The Crisis Paddle Suits. Ooh, yeah. 99 times out of 100, it'll be with the Cold Star. And that bumps the units to movement 12 and gives them um, assault weapons so they can use their data sheet rule without sacrificing shooting. So an 18 inch advance. Most common of that you'll see is triple cyclic iron blasters and a shield generator, which gives them a ridiculous number of shots. Nine per model. So a six man unit has 54 shots. Um, Fire and fade, they are eligible to fire and fade. Um, so, uh, yeah, shoot, move 12 inches with the, yeah. the Cold Star. Um, the, in this situation, the Cold Star, again, most of the time we'll have example of the Kalyon, so you can have your Kalyon activated from turn two. Yeah. The play here is 52 shots with three rolls to hit, six is a sustain two, oh. and you just get, like, 70 odd hits at strength 8 AP2 damage to. That's yeah. that's the play. Um, and that's what you've got to be aware of. That's what you've got to be ready for. Like, can you take that many shots or can you avoid? Is probably the better way to hmm. uh, the better way to counter that. Avoid that many shots. Um, second up is the Tetras, probably the second most common unit you're going to see. Um, hmm. It's 80 points for two models, uh, and those two models are T7, seven wounds. Uh, that's basically the best thing about them. And they don't need to shoot ever to get the best out of them. So they can always do mission actions, make some awesome, awesome mission pieces. And mm -hmm. when they spot, they give free, full rerolls to hit, which has been mentioned yeah. before. Um, the models are ludicrously tiny. Um, yeah, they're so they're cute. really easy to hide. Um, yeah. They infiltrate. They, they're they just the perfect support piece. They're everything yeah, you they, could ever want. They fill want. in all the gaps, don't they? That you can use, take up yeah. space, get on points, do actions, make your crisis even scarier. It's the ultimate like efficiency, right? It's like okay, we don't need this unit to shoot, so we're gonna take all the guns off, <laughs> and then we're gonna use that to drop the points way down. <laughs> we're yeah, gonna use yeah. the justification. 100. Uh, and then the last one I'm gonna cover here is the broadside battle suits. Um, one of the sort of three anti-tank units you have um, in Tau. Yeah. It's the most common one you're likely to see. Um, each one gets two strength 12 AP4 damage, D6 plus one shots with devastating wounds. Um, you can have some plasma guns, you can get some seeker missiles, or you can ignore hits. There's various different builds on them. Um, but they've got a ton of wounds. They've got eight wounds each, uh, and they get a seeker armor save. They're pretty tough. They pay for that by being slow. Um, Very they, worth having, just as a yeah. hard target troubleshooter, right? They, they, they just sit in a spot, and they just throw, you know, a, a very hefty number with sustain two of... Yeah. Um, of, of strength 12 shots at you, and that's yeah. that's what and they do. The Overwatch, once the game gets to that point, is is no joke, right? You really yeah. don't want to risk stepping into the o opening their firing lanes because you'll just get done. Exactly. Yeah. 
I'm um, a bit sad the ghost kill didn't make it in, Jack. The ghost kill is fucking sick. <laughs> so I will cover this, uh, but yeah. basically with Taoists is um, there is a weird situation where you get Crisis and you get Tetras. And then beyond that, there's like eight or nine units that you can see in a Tao list. Yeah, quite a nice various one. mix. Yeah. Like the, there's nothing that's like super good compared to everything else. Um, mm. So there's like two thirds of the of the Tao Codex, or a bit more than that probably, is very um, well internally balanced. Um, yeah. There's only a couple of stinkers in that in that book. It actually also, it has a very generous smattering of loan off. I think that's one of the things that's important for the Tao Index is that you can actually there's about at least three ways to get loan up of different flavors into the list, which obviously, I mean, I think to an extent is important for Tau, but all helps with the mission play and drawing them onto your guns, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, the Ghost Kill, the uh, Ornvar, and the Firesight Marksman. Yeah, the little, and I've, seen list with like, I've seen this with like multiple Firesight, Firesight Marksmen in just for the cheap loan up, and I can yeah. see the logic. Uh, so if you want to pick us over to the lists, okay. So this is um, a list that's done well pretty recently. Um, Craig Douglas from Mung Goblins at the Brighton 40k Tournament Five. Oh, nice. Uh, so he's got Farsight, Shadow Sun, a card that I forgot to change this. Uh, it's three six iron blasters, not missile pods, uh, <laughs> with shield generator and some other carry-on. Two units of two broadsides with rail rifles and plasma and stuff. Um, Unit of six uh, crisis with always six line blasters, shield gems, shield drones. Uh, two units of three. Uh, unit of ten breaches and double fish, a ghost kill. Two stealth suits units, and two units of two tetras. Just quickly before you go into this, for anyone who doesn't know Tau particularly well, because this is a matchup video, um, crisis at the base are a four wound model with a three up armor save, I believe. Is it a two up save or a three up? Three up. Three up. Three up yeah. Three up. Yeah. Four wounds, three up save. That's not particularly scary. Um, each suit can take two drones, obviously no charge, because that's how 10th edition works. Each yeah. shield drone gives them plus one wounds. So that puts you at a base of six wounds per model. Then you put a shield generator on them. That puts you on a four up invun. That yeah. combination just makes them unreasonably difficult yeah. to kill. With a, with a six up feel no pain strap as well to go yeah. with it. Uh, it just means there's not many types of gun that are going to get through these quickly. Well, I've always actually thought of it in the opposite way. In okay. All all types of guns go because because you can find anti tank in there. <laughs> you know, D six plus two damage weapons, damage three weapons, damage four weapons. You know, that's all like the same. You, you, they're all efficient to shoot into crisis. I um, think this is a, a fairly typical um, playing against versus playing as. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. like not happy 100%. to have any gun shot at you, and we're not happy to shoot any guns at you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. A great compromise. No one is happy. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like one of those things. Where, I mean, if you have loads of wounds in a unit, you want to have it on as many models as possible because yeah. then you can like deny excess damage if that makes sense. Mm. Um, so it's like less of. This is absolutely like such a, <laughs> a pedantic thing as I tell you. No, right head getting into. The efficiency but, um, definitely does drop off as well once they start losing models, right? They do, yeah, they do feel but about it. You can throw anti tank in there, um, and it's not going to feel bad because they have so many wounds. I guess is the the key thing there to think about. Mm. Um, but uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, looking here, we've got um, a gajillion Iron blaster shots, which are strength eight, AP two, damage two. Um, we got breaches for some objective support. The ghost kill, which is what Tom brought up before, for some very tough loan op yeah. stuff, and then some stealth battle suits and tetras for more spotting and more mission play. Yeah. Um, 
Farsight's an interesting addition there. Yeah, yeah Farsight... do, you, do you want to explain what Farsight does? He's very Farsight's nifty. thing is he has, he has four strength, ten attacks. Um, AP3 damage, three I think it is. Um, and then once per game he can... Oh, AP2 damage, three, sorry. Yeah. And once per game he can give himself plus one to uh, full re-rolls full re to hit and wound. Yeah. That's his, his thing in combat. Um, but his special rule is he gives his unit plus one to wound if they're within nine inches exactly of the target. That. So you typically rapid ingress a little far side far side unit and then run on to push on something. So it just it just helps a bit with getting around those higher toughness units that are the problem Jack discussed. So that's typically how you'll see him used. Yeah. He is also the cheapest commander, which is yeah. um, interesting. But <laughs> Yeah. Um Sexiest think... model as well, let's face it. He's very sexy. Um, I have a plinth over there where I put my far side. Oh, if I had one, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Right. Um, yeah, so uh, in terms of playing against a uh, this, this um, again, you've got to be expecting like the deep strike bomb of 52 strength, eight APT damage, two shots. Super vulnerable to um, armor of contempt. Yep. Anything that reduces AP is really good against that unit. Anything that reduces damage, if you've yep. got like two wounds, like so Custodes or Imperial uh, Astra Militarum has a one for vehicles, minus one damage. That's mm. really good for that. Um, it is short range, only 18 inches. Um, yep. So you can zone them out. Uh, what else? Um, there was, there was another thing that I was going to say, and it's completely fallen out of my brain. Uh, that's so frustrating. Um, so yeah, your stealth battlesuits and your tetras are, in a list like this, these spotting units. Um, they can spot and do objectives. They can still spot and shoot. Um, so that, that leaves them like a lot of leeway there. Um, mm. uh, trying to think of something else that um, is a good... Yeah. <laughs> it looks good. It, it, it's just a really flexible list. Um, yeah. I guess this would be a good time to bring up the the difference here that a lot of people are running, which is the triple cyclic iron blaster that you don't typically run yourself. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, so most lists that you will um, play will run all cyclic iron blasters and all the crisis suits. Yeah. Because it's a huge number of shots, and mathematically, mathematically, um, <laughs> they do the most damage per gun against all targets with the exception of t3 five up save in which case the flamer is better mm. but the problem with that is every time you overcharge the line blaster you take one hazardous check per gun you have so if you have yeah. three guns three checks P apply that to a six man unit with a with a character in there that's the 21 22 tests yeah. i don't like doing that i think that sucks <laughs> and um i also am very aware that yeah. yeah, exactly. So that becomes a you come down, you kill one thing, and then you're basically ineffective. Uh, like, uh, so, um, in addition, the minus one AP, minus one damage uh, stuff that really hurts them as well. Um, mm -hmm. It really limits when you when you all in with a list like this. And as we were talking about before, if you're all in on this just one damage profile, strength eight, AP two, damage two. If you come up against something that you can't deal with with that damage profile, you're just kind of yeah. It's just it's just SOL really, you know. Yeah. Um. So me personally, I run two plasmas, which are strength eight, AP three, damage three, but only one shot. Um. So it just sort of gives me that leeway. Uh, it's also extra range as well, twenty four inch range rather than eighteen. It just gives you those extra tools to deal with. Um. Like weird factions you might come up with. 
Um, if you know, if you do have to play against custodies, you don't. That you know, if you invest your six-man unit and then all your damage is now one, and then you've also killed, you know, you killed three custodies, and then you lose a crisis suit and a half. I, I wouldn't. Is a really big one. I wouldn't be surprised. The reason I bring this up, I wouldn't be surprised to see more people starting to put plasma in. We just need one of the big content creators to start running plasma on their list. Um, the reason being, marines. They've just got yeah. a codex. Every detachment has armor of contempt. Yeah, both, both have the exact same issue. Like the yeah. lists that have existed that are all spamming damage to, they have to adapt now because Marines just no sell it hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you're if you're playing Tanya, keep keep an eye out for them. You you will not kill Deathwing Knights with a Crisis unit like this. Um, no. So you will kill like two, I think is the average. Um, so don't don't try but then yeah but then there's other things like i get big knights for example that big unit of crisis will just kill a unit a big knight right yeah um doesn't even sweat uh so the answer uh sean kate's section how how they know sell it um when you put minus one ap on the ap2 unit then mm-hmm. on say terminators definitely knights for example yeah their two up becomes a three up yeah and they're also minus one damage so your yeah. two damage becomes one so yeah. It just it, it reduces the damage output of the um, crisis unit by seventy five percent or something yeah. like that. So if, um, if you have a marine list that's going terminators and redemptors, yeah, redemptors that is, is one. Yeah, that's just two up saves minus one AP where you need it minus one damage, which just means the efficiency of this completely drops off the cliff. Yeah, pl- and the plasma having that extra AP and that's extra it. damage. So plasma just gives you that. It's just that little bit harder to to neuter, isn't it? Regular regular terminators could do the same thing as well. It's just the combination of both. Yeah. Um, so uh, and then I guess in terms of um, playing against Tau, um, things to keep in mind: um, Battleshock absolutely ruins Tau's day. Um, if they are Battleshock, they cannot use the army special rule um, either to spot or be spotted for. Mm. So Battleshocking really hurts them. Um, the other thing you do is um, rapid ingress. There's a funny trick you can do with rapid ingress. Um, no one's done it against me. They probably will now. Um, but if someone deep strikes a crisis unit in, expecting to fire and fade it behind a wall, you rapid ingress some little bit of nonsense behind that wall where they're going to go. And then yeah. all of a sudden, they're stuck in the middle of nowhere and are about to yeah. get punched in the face. Yeah, Shout this out is not, this is, Inceptors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not an army that has artillery. So rapid ingress is huge because they will have if once they've moved for the turn there if you can find a pocket that threatens them that they can't see you're fine. There's no yeah. there's other than or what they're gonna do like run far sight into you. Like there's not there's not a they don't have a solution. I'll do it. <laughs> uh, and then I guess the last thing is especially when you have lists that have a lot of crisis, um, they have very high mobility in the sense of distance they can move. They can't go through walls, but they can move a very long distance of 18 inches. Um, so a lot of the time between deep strike and that move, you're not going to be able to get out of line of sight of the tower. What you can do is get out of line of sight or kill the units that are spotting for the tower. Yeah. And if you kill if you kill the tetras or the stealth suits, or, or you get to a position where they're not going to be able to see you, you're going to cut the damage output of these of these damage dealers, the crisis, um, yeah. or you know whether it's riptides or sky rays or hammerheads, whatever it is, broadsides. Um, you're going to cut their damage output tremendously. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you're playing against them, um, yeah, getting rid of or hiding from the... They're, they're also mission play pieces, so getting rid of them is also a good idea. Yeah, I was going to um, say, that, and that, that's the stuff you can usually get to, and it does die, it requires committed effort, but 
once they start losing those assets, that means the really valuable stuff has to go and stand on points. Yeah. Which they don't Great, greatly reduces the damage output. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you guys have anything else you want to bring up about tower, I'm trying to. No, I think those. I think those are the straightforward enough things. I think it's a, it's an army in a very strong spot. I think maybe it's got a little bit too much stuff on the board, but there's a few armies like that, um, and I think yeah, people people need the experience and the reps and the familiarity with what it wants to do and the pacing to to, to deal with it really. Yeah, I guess I'll just round out with uh, calling you out. Any of you big content creators who play a lot of Tau, put some plasma in your list. Let the herd. <laughs> Uh, experience the better weapon. Go on, Kyle Grundy. Think of the pure time. I wasn't going to call anyone out by name. It feels a little too pointed. Now <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've done it, Kyle. You lovely man. Put some games. Yeah. So yeah, uh, just things to keep in mind. There's no, there's no real tricks with with Tau. They're not going to catch you out like Eldar do with Phantasm or you know squad tactics from Space Marines. They're not. Gonna, they're not going to do anything like that. It is literally just shoot you and hope you die. Um, I, the one, the one thing, the one trick um, that obviously is, is is more a general feature or bug of tenth is that um, Tal can do the fire and fade and they can charge and they can do that out of reserves, right? So with with your own objectives, you, you can't, do want you can't to be fire careful. and fade with uh, in charge. Oh, can they not? No. Oh, interesting. Ah, uh, that helps a little bit. But fire and fade and charge—they can cover a lot of ground and go and like nick a point off you. So you do just need to factor that because I think the OC on crisis suits is okay as well, isn't it? It's OC two per suit. Um, yeah, yeah. So they can move. They can move eighteen, but then they can't charge, or they can move, or they can fire and fade. They can't charge. Um, they can move twelve and charge. Mm. So yeah, that's okay. Or they, or they can just move eighteen and then fire and fade another twelve. Yeah. So thirty inch movement. Shoot what's out. on that objective, then put yeah. fourteen OC on it, and be like, okay, get rid of it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I've yeah, never experienced that before. Good. That sounds fun. <laughs> I see. All right. Um, <laughs> so uh, we've got one more faction to cover, uh, which is custodies. Probably popular Custodes. as Custodies. Uh, so custodies, um, they perform best against Imperial Knights with a sixty-three percent win rate. Grey Knights, 62% win rate, and Leagues of Votan with a 53% win rate. That's basically it for the positive win rates on the Custodies. Um, they uh, perform worst against Thousand Sums with a 31% win rate, Care Space Rooms with a 28% win rate, and Tower Empire with a 21% win rate, which is pretty rough. Their overall win rate is 44%. They have a 5% play rate, and they do not have any event wins um, in this current meta. Um, hmm. So uh, what do you guys think of that one? Do you want to take this first, or do you want me to be incendiary? Um, I mean, we all know I'll just slag them off. So you go first. You go. First. I think you're all playing your armies wrong. Um, <laughs> yes. I think, and this isn't backed up by practice. Evidence. This is this. Yeah, no. This is this is more just sort of general theory crafting. I've noodled some lists together. Um, I think the way to play custodies might be back to real pure MSU. Uh, I'm talking mm -hmm. like loads of three man squads. Um, you take three three-man squads with the uh, the blade champion in, so you can advance and charge them, get some threat on the board. Having played against fast melee that can advance and charge, that is genuinely really terrifying to play against in this edition. Yeah. Um, but then you just like control the board, you sit behind just terrain. This is, yeah. this is very terrain dependent. But if you're playing on a terrain-heavy format, um, or anywhere where you've got terrain near objectives, I think playing that MSU style again was good. I think people got sucked into playing those unkillable bricks. Now the bricks aren't unkillable, you mm. kind of need to adapt again. And I think once people stop trying to stat check their way out of 
you know the straight jacket that they're in i think the win rate will really go up and it'll you know it'll go up against all of the armies that just want to kill you dead in one activation chaos space marines want to shoot you in the open well if you're not in the open and you're uh, you know spread out across the board sure they can charge you but suddenly that advantage goes away a little bit because you can fight mm. first and then not just getting the forge field value so i think when an adeptus custodes players make better lists i think <laughs> yeah i think the pendulum was swung all the way to um sort of like two units of 10 we're going to use the free strats to have double yeah. fights first and double minus one damage yeah. and you are not going to kill me. And then when that's taken away, instead of swinging the other way on the pendulum, they kind of just tried to go as far as they can towards what it was before, yeah, yeah, which, is, which is the worst of both worlds, yeah. unfortunately. Um, I think looking, of... at, looking at this here, we can definitely see that dev wounds are a problem from T-Suns. Yeah, space marines we can see that very high volume damage like decent damage shooting is a problem that's what the other two armies are really packing in magnus packs that for thousand suns um knights doesn't surprise me because they just body knights on points right they just absolutely go through it with the rerolls to wound on the objectives gray knights oh yeah don't shoot so they're gonna have to come and fight you <laughs> they've got less assets than you do you're gonna fight first you're gonna put a massive yeah. hole in them uh, Votan's an interesting one. I, I guess it's just that they can just outmuscle Votan on the objectives. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering if it's a little bit of how slow Votan are. It's very difficult yeah. to draw the, the bead until it's too late. Yeah, that might well be the case. Um, and so Custodes basically had an issue where they put out an index that in, I'd say, a slightly toxic way was was the combat index it was better at combat than anybody else if you went ran a melee army into custodes you died and you lost and that was that was like how melee in 10th edition started they still to an extent have that but the meta itself has moved on from that you know you've got a lot of mobile shooty armies out there um and also custodes have less assets so even the combat control game is more vulnerable than it was and a lot of the other custodians units aren't priced particularly well or aren't particularly functional um, at their jobs. So they kind of, yeah, as, as, as Ed says, I think probably a, a go-wide infantry scoring and control type list is probably the way to do it. Um, but they're sort of, yeah, a bit like GSC. They did one thing particularly well. They've now been nerfed for that one thing, and they're still sort of scrabbling around to find the way forwards at this moment in time, I think. I am very interested as well, and this is going a bit um, avant-garde. Uh, I'm interested cool. to see a list with three of the grav tanks, um, the oh, yeah. grav tanks yeah, yeah. Yeah. and then three allied, either three allied um, uh, armages or Canis Rex. <laughs> I think there might be something there, uh, but again, this is not something I've put on the table. I've just been noodling around with various lists. Absolutely. All right, let's uh, take a look at the most wanted then. Still at play rate five percent. They're always popular, even when they're yeah, not. Yeah, that is yeah. true. They're a fun army to play. Oh yeah. That might be working against them though, right? Um, yeah. Yes. Awful to play against, but my god, they're yeah. great to put on the yeah. table. So dull to play against. It's unreal. Uh, <laughs> so, most wanted for custodians. We've got custodian guard, uh, custodian wardens, and uh, Alaris terminators. Um, custodian guard and custodian wardens are very similar units um, mm. in in terms of like war gear and stuff that they get and stat line. Um, their main difference is that Custodian Guard reroll ones the wound and then full reroll with wound on objectives when when they're on objectives, I believe it is. Yes. yes. Uh, and then Custodian this is, Wardens. This is the heavy hitter, right? This is the thing that clears things. The guard just slap yeah. like an absolute freight train because you can have them with sustained hits as well. Yeah. Um, and then the Custodian Wardens um, swap that out for 
um, once per game, uh, four plus feel no pain. Yeah. Um, and then I believe it's uh, minus one to wound if they're being shot by something that's high toughest in them if they have a character in there. That's correct. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, so like a bodyguard unit. Um, both units are high OC. They can get to three uh, OC per model. Um, so they say they're pretty good at once they're sitting on a point. You do actually have to remove them. You can't. It's very difficult to just steal a point from them. Yeah, um, and they've got access to minus one damage, so it's not as easy as it was, but it's still still good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, they 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 they're custodies. They they do what they do. Um, and then Alaris Terminators. Their main thing is that they can jump back into reserve at the end of the opponent's turn. Yes. So they're really good for secondary mission play. Um, that's yeah. sort of their, their main sure main function. I really yeah. like MSU Alaris Terminators. I love I it think. as well. Absolutely. Three Lovely. units of those is how I'd start writing my list. Maybe one gets Lee, cut. when you watch this, just run your Alarus, mate. They're good. They are good. Don't wait for permission. So three Alarus, three Wardens with Blade three bike units. <laughs> no. We're going to um, write this list. Any yeah, thoughts yeah. on Custodes Dreadsir Syndrome? I've actually not seen them out in tent to know what I think. I need to, I'd need to look up what they They lost have. movement, so they just don't get anywhere. They're, mm. a, they're a, I believe, and I could be wrong, it's, I think it's a six-inch move on the Dreadnoughts, which is so Ooh, sad. Yeah. Because when I looked at the data sheet initially, I was like, yeah, okay, they're a little bit less than they were, but I'm still interested in trying them. And then I realized they'd lost that movement. As someone who loves playing vehicles, I've tried to make Dreadnoughts lists work, and you just never run the box dreads because they only, the Space Marine box dreads, that is, because um, they never have a six-inch move. You can't get yes. them anywhere meaningful. Yeah. That's the thing that kills them. Movement is the name of the game. Yes, mm. they are indeed movement six. Their their unique rule is that they have a phoenix gem. Yeah. Um. So they get back up with d6 wounds left um, when well, they die so it's, on a this is, this is the um the the codex one, not the sp special forge world one. And oh, weirdly, right, yeah. I think that might be the best of the lot because if you're playing into a meta where you can't put anything out, especially if you're running MSU, having a dreadnought to stand on an objective, get shot, stand back up, that's quite valuable. Yeah, especially mm. in that tower matchup, right? Because they yeah. can't, they don't have another phase to um <laughs> to do to do damage. Uh, they, yeah, they no, I, I like the stand back up dreadnought as well. Yeah. I think that's I good. I think I could definitely tech one into my list if I was playing MSU. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, um, and then I've got an example list available here. Ooh. Um, so this is uh, Aaron's list from uh, LGT. Um, <laughs> got his name on it. Um, I'm just so professional. Um, but we've got uh, two blade champions, one with Caesar's Hunter. Uh, we've got Trajan, two units of five guard, two units of four guard, four prosecutors, two Alaris custodians, five wardens, five witch seekers, a Caldus assassin, and Inquisitor Curia Draxus. Um, so, um, yeah, what do, you, what do you guys think of that one? It, it's kind of what we were talking about, isn't it? It's, it's trying to do what it was doing before, but with a bit less. Yeah. Uh, it goes fairly wide. Like he's got a lot oh, of those small units in. I'd like yeah. to see it go a little wider. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you break it down even into its smaller parts and and push push that. But I think there's a few amazing things in here. We talked about blade champions. Advance and charge on on a board with good staging is really good because once those guard connect, they will kill whatever they like. Um, Trajan's really really good. Um, the ceaseless hunter upgrade, so you get a full back and charge, but you also get a move if someone comes within nine of you really nasty on one of those blocks to kind of play that sort of sneak around game no sell people trying to drop in and shoot you all that sort of stuff 
Um, and then in, enough tech in here to play the cards and play the mission and, and, and the rest as well, right? Um, I think it's the issue it has and the issue Casodes have is that once you lose, if you lose two or three of those bricks, you're going to, your, your sort of offense and your holding ability just folds. So if you lose those early, it's really tough. Yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. All right. Um, so if you're playing into Custodes, what are the things you've got to watch out for? Rapid Ingress. Rapid Ingress this, is a big This one. is the other very good army to play Rapid Ingress with. Yeah. <laughs> I've lost games to Custodes Rapid Ingress before. Oh, yeah, it's, it's brutal. Yeah, you got to you got to really think where you leave your units at, in your turn two and three and make sure yeah. that if you're playing a shooting army, there is nowhere that they can realistically get behind a wall or behind an angle and then move six uh, and then charge you comfortably that's that's yeah. the main thing to look out for yeah you have it's one of those armies where you have to focus like massive amounts of force on a, po a portion of it and break it down properly and clear it they all they've got that kind of toughness that if you try and engage on a bunch of fronts and bounce you're in real trouble and then they'll counter attack um the, uh, the fight last triggers off of units on objectives so you can play around that a bit if you are a combat army you just have to hit them not on the objectives i think Trajan might just have fight first full stop yeah, um, it's one of the abilities that he can pop once per game. Yeah, so that's really, really tough, but it does have some degree of play around. Likewise, the Custodian Guard, that's where they're dangerous when they're on objectives. That's when they do their best work. Yeah. Um, that's the thing that the Custodian player will never sell you. Like, you know they have a fight first, but never, they'll never say, Oh, yeah, no, they literally never want an objective. Yeah, yeah, there's no, there's no need for <laughs> caveats like that that would give you some play around, right? Um, and then, I mean, yeah, Ceaseless Hunter we've just talked about, but that's, that's a unit you have to be very careful not to just get swindled by because it can mm. it can it can do you at an important moment in a game it can run away or it can actually come forward to get further onto a point um and every, a little another thing like this it's a little bit like tower whereas you can see that a lot of the filler in the list is basically just little idiots that will die so if you have ways to get in and kill those that again forces the custodians player into a position where they have to put the valuable stuff um in the places of the board that they want to put the chaff and then you're in a nicer spot from there as well. Okay. Yeah, Sindri in the chat is asking about the uh, Venatari. I've got a friend who has been trying them. I think they're still way too expensive for what they do. I mm. don't believe that they give you the value for the points. I think just, like, yes, you can do the free rapid ingress. So you, I think there are they'll catch out bad players is how i would look at venatari because you can theoretically rapid ingress multiple units i believe the way that works because it's the repeat the strat for free yada yada um i yeah. don't think that is a good strategy if you're trying to beat good players because as soon as they're aware of how that works they just won't give you an opportunity to bum rush them on their turn two okay um so in terms of like funny like strats to catch people out obviously we spoke about the minus one damage the fight first the other one i want to bring up is the um the have the was it, it's like a resurrection strategy where you can bring a model back yes um that's one that can catch people out because you get a couple of inches of extra movement um it's done in the command phase so you can use it to flip an objective i believe um so that's all good stuff, stuff yeah. you need to be aware of when you're playing against yeah it's, it's just a very solid toolkit and i think this is one of those armies where you're not you're engaging them in melee, you're going to come off worse most of the time, and they, they have yeah. the toolkit to make that the case. Very similar um, to Chaos Knights, don't risk leaving multiple units that are wounded but not finished, because yeah. yes, exactly. you, you can bring back one model per unit. You can only yeah. do it once a turn, um, 
but it's you know just being like oh a, a this unit. unit you've just given the movement yeah, yeah yeah and then they have a stratagem to do have more attacks if they are below starting strength or half strength yada yada so that one man custodian guard unit out of three suddenly becomes two suddenly hits you harder than you expect gets an extra three inches of um range on it as well uh, it's it's very difficult to to deal with if you leave them those little piecemeal uh, units to to work with. Yeah. And I guess the last thing I want to cover here is um, custodies are one of the factions that make very heavy use of forge world units. We mm. spoke about the Savage Arm already. Is there any other like forge world units that people maybe don't necessarily think about that are worth um, keeping an eye out if you're playing against them? I've just not seen no. them used. This is, it's very rare to have a moment in time where the custodians, the answer is just the normal stuff. But at the moment, it seems to be. I mean, the Caladius is a good tank. Don't get me wrong. That is a good yes. tank. It shoots well. It's tough to up save. An absolute pest to deal with. Um, gets Can get lethal hits. So And also it gets the martial guitars, which is just funny. If you want a karate tank, that's a good time. Um... <laughs> So, I mean, I, I think the Caladius could still absolutely serve a purpose in a custodian list that wants to go toe-to-toe with someone at range because it's, it's the Blaze Cannon. It's a really good gun. Yeah. Um, really good gun. Uh, but that's about it. The Dreadnoughts seem to be suffering. You know, the Dreadnoughts were the thing for a time, and at the moment they're in limbo, and that's one of those things that you hope a book gives a new lease of life, which is worth saying isn't far off the custodians, right? They are getting a new book in the, in the nearest enough future. Sindri says, go, go, Gadget Palace. I was just about to say, the Palace Grav Attack Tank is maybe one of the things that you could Oh, it's quite see. a cute little thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's 120 points. Um, I didn't run them when they were 95 points when I was playing Custodies in previous editions, so I don't think they get there when they're more expensive than that, and I think a little bit worse. Um, but they are just a nice little skirmish unit. There is value to that. Um, so maybe maybe that's something that someone will put you know, two of them on the table and I'll go, you know what, actually, in this list, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I would say of, of units that we haven't seen that much of that are very valuable right now, yeah. um, I would say Valerian doesn't get enough of a look in. Um, I think Valerian gives his unit Armour of Contempt. And I think for a two-up save army in the current environment where there's a lot of you know, AP2 guns out and about, I don't think that's at all a bad thing to have. I haven't looked at him for quite a while, but uh, that does sound enticing. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah, the, on the the uh, subject of characters trade is another one that you see quite commonly. Oh yeah. Um, ignoring modifiers for his unit, mm. um, with the exception of AP. Um, obviously quite strong stuff like um, Necron Lich Guard, which is a common sort of gatekeeper unit. Very good for that. Um, and then this moment shackle for was it, uh, two plus invulnerable save, fights first, <laughs> yeah. that sort of stuff. Goes um, in the brick of wardens, they pop that for right. a pain. Yeah. They're very hard to shift. Um, they can be a real problem once per game. Yeah. Oh, is it versus melee jet? That's useful. Still, very nice. All right. Um, so I believe uh, that's everything pretty much covered for the custodies. Um, so. Uh, Thank you very much, Ed and, and Tom, for, for joining me on this one, for helping me out. This um, was an army, by the way. They, they insinuated that they might uh, they might rebalance custodians upwards a little bit, and I just just hope that they're careful when they do I just that. hope that they don't. This is one of those armies that, when it is good, it is extremely tedious uh, for the game, just because of the nature of what it does. So I hope they find a healthy middle ground for custodians. I would love I, to see I feel it. like there's, there's factions in the game, when they get changes... 
that some factions get sledgehammers and other factions get scalpels. I yeah. feel like custodies are a sledgehammer faction. It's not going to be five points per model on yeah. weapons. You know what I mean? It's going yeah. <laughs> to be something else. Where, where they are in the game at a moment in time, yeah. and they are on they're on, at the lower end of where they like to be. So let's see what they do, and fingers crossed yeah. they don't just roll back everything because I don't know that we want to live in that world, but we'll see. I do not. Okay. <laughs> so um, the next episode, I'm looking at Tyranids. And then Ooh. the other two are undecided. Um, so if there is a faction that you want us to cover, please put it in the comments of this video. Yes, and while you're side. there, you can like it and you can subscribe to the channel. Um, yes, and then we're going to keep producing these every uh, every other week um, as we get more data in from, from tournaments and stuff like that. Um, there is a ton of other content on the channel right now, so I highly recommend taking a look at that. Um, but for us today, that is it. We're, this is the end of the video. Goodbye. Thanks for go. having us, Jeff. It's been great. <laughs> no Thanks worries. Thanks, everyone, on the chat. Thanks for tuning in. Love to chat.